Author Martha Carr is publishing six thrillers over the course of 91 days, and she's invited us along for the ride. We'll have short episodes each week following the release of a new book in her Wallace Jones series to discuss what's working and what's not in this nearly real-time launch strategy case study. Welcome back to The Author Biz. This is episode three of the six-episode Martha Carr Launch Strategy Case Study. This has been an amazingly popular series. I have, in December, the top two downloaded shows for the month of December were the first two episodes in this case study. So I I know there are a lot of people out there listening. We thank you for that. And I thank uh, Martha and Michael Anderley for joining us when we have these. So let's get to it. Uh, Martha and Michael, welcome. Um, Thank you. Glad to be back. All right. Uh, The first thing we always do, how's it going? It's uh, three books are out. The fourth is coming out. Uh, We're recording this a couple days ahead of time. This will come out on the day of the release, I think. So the fourth book is coming out today. Uh, How's it going? It's going really well. Um, I am averaging uh, $15 a day on um, sales and Uh, I'm watching people read through from the first to the second to the third book and uh, a new wave coming into the first book. So that's what you hope for. And so the sales number, I remember the last time you mentioned it, it was lower than that. So the the daily average sales number is increasing as you're releasing books, which is what we would hope for during this process. Right. That's exactly right. And it's a steady climb. It's not a skyrocket, um, which is always nice. Mm Mm-hmm. But it is a steady climb, and I remind myself that we're five weeks in. So with that book four that Michael has talked about before being when you really start to uh, see what might happen is uh, just happening, and as this airs, it will be just out. Okay. Uh, Michael, your thoughts on on the progress so far? I like the progress. I think that um, doing it in December was a little bit more challenging than anyone had figured out. My experience last year— for uh, December was kind of an anomaly because I was very low in the ranks. This year, I was very high in the ranks. And while we had increased sales, we dropped author ranks considerably. And through the research, we found out that the trade pubs were marketing like crazy. And so there was a lot of headwind in going into this month. So that also says that the fact that I'm increasing gradually and started in, <clears throat> excuse me, in December is a good sign. Yes. Um, how about your email list? We talk about that every time. Has that is that continuing to increase? Are people signing up from links in books? That's two questions, but uh, answer them both individually, please. So the. Uh, It has increased, and it does increase at a slower rate because I'm not doing it on Insta Freebie right at the moment. Uh But we're about to do another one with an interactive app where people will be able to choose which way they want the story to go and what the ending is, and they can replay it afterwards. So we expect um, that we will – right at the moment, the email list is about 1,800. Okay. And so – um, with the introduction of the app, we expect that to go way up, and um, I will give you the link so they can also find it at your website. Okay, and you're saying an app, like an iPhone app or an, and- uh, an Android app? What is it? It will be first available for Android, but okay. if you have an iPhone, you can open the, the uh, link on your phone and play it that way. It's really you're playing it from the Internet, but it works both ways. Okay. 
And this is available now. Uh, when I say now, I mean on the, the Tuesday that we're releasing this show? It will be available on Wednesday. So the day after this airs, you'll be able to find it. Okay. And you, you mentioned that it would be available through InstaFreebie as well, right? So you're going to give Correct. me the link. We'll have it there, but people will also be able to search for it on InstaFreebie. Is there a title right. that they could search for? Yes, it's called The Lost Mission, and you can also look for it by uh, author name Martha Carr. So it's The Lost Mission by Martha Carr. And let me just say the designer is Marissa Panganiban, and I think she's done a really wonderful job with um, the ease of use, and it looks really good. It's going to okay. be fun. All right. Yeah, that's, that's really cool and something completely different. So uh, let me ask the pre-order question again because I've asked it each, each week. Um, have the pre-orders become more relevant to you, or is it is it the same, where they're, you're just not really getting any action at all through pre-orders? It's exactly the same. At least in my case, pre-orders are completely irrelevant. Okay. All right. Um, we got a listener question, and I talked to you a little bit this, uh, about, about this ahead of time so you'd have some information. I'm going to just read the question to you. Uh, I am following along with the Martha Carr case study, and while she mentioned her revenue and, and what she's paid for advertising, I haven't heard what she's paying for covers, editing, formatting, and other expenses. In other words, what is her net profit? And it, it's an interesting question, I think probably something that a lot of people are wondering. Let's just break it down and leave the whole net profit thing for later because we're not going to know until, until this process right. is over. Um, but uh, covers, how, how have you arranged for these covers? What have you paid for them? How did that work for you? So I should mention that uh, one of the things that makes me a little different is I've been in publishing in one manner or another for about 30 years, mm -hmm. and I've made a lot of friends. And when I was first coming out with this series, uh, other friends in the industry insisted that they wanted to help and that my money was no good um, for them. Ah, so, we love friends like that. <laughs> yes, we do. And I actually went back and said, when these books do sell, I'm, I insist on paying you. But for now, I was able to go to sites where you can get photographs for free and use them. And a friend of mine who's a designer um, manipulated them and made them into great covers. And then um, I've been edited for 30 years. So in my first two books that came out years ago, um, there was a lot of rewriting. Mm -hmm. These I write a lot cleaner these days. So I've been using beta readers, really good ones, okay. to go through the books. But uh, I'm not a good one to um, really use as an example for editing because books do need editing and editors do make them stronger. But I don't use an editor as much these days. Well, I, I do think this is a great example of, of what can be done for someone with, with your level of experience. You can, you can rely on friends to help you with these things. There are a lot of people out there that I know um, that rely exclusively on beta readers as, um, as editors because they don't need a content edit. They've, they've been writing for right. a while. They understand that, and the beta readers are essentially proofreaders. So, I mean, that's, that's great, and it helps to shrink your cost. Michael, I know you have released a number of books uh, over the course of the last 12 months, both uh, just exclusively for you and, and with some co-writing projects that you've done. Do you have a, a sense of the current cost for covers, that at least for the quality of what you're using? Uh, well, certainly for the cover. 
for the quality of mine, they're going to be anywhere from 400 to 1,000 mm-hmm. in general. I have a couple of them that are 250, but um, you're looking at art in a lot of these cases. Yeah. Certainly in the Criterion Gambit, you know, these are hand-drawn, mm-hmm. and um, the ones that are a little bit less at times are the photo manipulation, but even those can cost, and, and for the first seven books in my series, cost easily $1,000 each because... I engaged with uh, Andrew Dobell to find a model, reach out to her, get her set up. We've done two photo shoots. We have over a thousand pictures of her and they're very unique. No one else has pictures of her. So we're able to use them in many different areas for this. So I've done it kind of always. If someone is the question also, how could you do this inexpensively? Well, yeah, it could be because when you started, I mean, your idea was to spend no money in, until you you learned whether or not you could make money doing this. So I'm assuming that you spent almost nothing on the initial covers that have been since replaced. <laughs> yeah, you can see those initial covers uh, like on Kboard's Writer's Cafe. They're still underneath, <laughs> I found out, my, uh, my little signature. But I, I purchased – Images on photodune.net mm-hmm. when I originally started. And one of the re- ways that I did it was I found a model who was close enough in my mind to what Bethany Ann was kind of sort of looked like, but had at least eight to ten different poses. Oh, and so okay. Mm-hmm. That, um, I, I searched for a while to accomplish that. And then I used basic you know, photo manipulation skills to be able to do it. So I probably spent, call it 10 or 15 bucks on image. Uh, a cover at that time. Um, so I, I <laughs> rapidly ramped it up, but I didn't do that for six or seven months until the money from the books helped off, well, help pay for mm-hmm. the new covers. I didn't realize that it was going to quite take so long to accomplish that because I'm pretty ignorant of the creative process and hiring models and all of those things. Mm-hmm. So if I were to do it again, I would probably go maybe in this form or fashion if I didn't have friends that could do it. And even then, I would probably hesitate. I've heard a lot of authors who engage with friends. The friends get busy. The friends have lives. They mm-hmm. never have a cover, and the cover of the book is now waiting. So I would personally probably hesitate, but I would certainly look into Photo uh, Dune or other such um, places. But I'd also, you know, there are, the fi- there are some few on Fiverr that can help. And you might spend actually 20 or 30 on those because you might have your own image you can bring to them. And then you have the ones that are um, the pre-mades. You can find those on sale for 35 bucks all the way to 50, 60, 70. Once you get into the $150 range, there are a few really phenomenal artists who are willing to do it for 150 but you're going to have a six-month wait. So mm-hmm. if you're not looking to put your book out for quite a few months, search them out get on their list. I failed to do that. Um, and then, you know, once you're getting past the 199 249 you're getting into a lot of photo manipulation where people are doing it for you. So you have a lot of options in that case. And, and an important... And also, go ahead. You can also, once your books are selling um, at a certain rate where you can afford it, you can go back and get better covers as a means to boost yourself to the next level. Yes, and that's something that I think we're seeing a lot of now, where people are sort of rebooting a, a series with the idea of just going in. They, they know there's an audience. They know the books are good. 
um, and they're just sort of refreshing them with with new covers and 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 new marketing. And you you can't. I mean, it, you can do that ahead of time if you have that level of confidence in yourself, or if it's just the way you you want to go about your your writing business. Uh, but you can. It's very easy to go in and change the covers for people who and don't also, know that. Also, change. There was a lot of talk this week because a lot of people had seen a video Michael did, which is actually the one where we met. Um, about changing keywords in Amazon or uh, changing ads. And so that's something else that you can do for free. And um, you just have to kind of play around with it and look at the results. And people are talking this week about they boosted their sales considerably just by doing that. And also, I wanted to mention, because I just noticed it, that the List Conspiracy, the first book in the Wallace Jones series, is at 94 in Thrillers Financial. Oh, nice. Congratulations. Top 100. Thank you very much. And you were yeah, you were there you initially, but now you're back. And I think the second time is really the one that's sweeter because yes. the first one is everybody who um, was waiting for it, who you know, and this one is everybody who found it that you don't know. Yes. No, that that is really, really positive news. I will link to that video that you mentioned um, with Michael, and I'll let everyone know that by the time this comes out on Monday, our show on The Author Biz is all about using keywords. So if you didn't get a chance to hear that yesterday, that's something that you might want to check out. Um, it, is there – you mentioned read-through before. How do you How do you – ascertain read-through numbers and 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 why are you so positive why does that make you positive about the process that you're going through so it's one thing to convince everybody to pick up your first book but it really tells you whether or not and if you're talking we're talking about series all the time here Mm -hmm. and it's really another thing to find out if the storyline holds together enough that they'd want to try it again and again and again and if you're on kindle unlimited which i am and michael is then you can almost in real time watch the pages turn. I mean, my, I was <laughs> talking to Michael over the holidays where you feel like you know how your readers are doing. And because uh, New Year's Day, everybody seemed to not be reading. And so uh, being able to watch people move from one book to the next in a very steady progression as a group tells you that that they've set aside doing other things and they've set aside other books or, and they want to find out what happens. And so that's excellent news because it tells you you're onto something. And so now from the data, I know that what I need to do is see if I can get more people into the first book. And so it helps make decisions too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the book that's coming out this week is The Circle Rises. And that was there was an 18 day gap between releases there. The next one is what? The Watchers Revolt, which oh. will go on pre order the same day. Okay. Um, I don't expect pre order to be any different than it has been, but it does let people who uh, prefer whale readers, people who read very fast, like to know that this, how long the series is. And this will at least let them know that the series continues and hopefully draw them in more. So they'll be able to read four and they see five right around the corner. Okay. And this, this, the wait between books for this one is, I think, jumps to 22 days. So, Michael, is, is there like an overall strategy? I know there is an overall strategy, but can you sort of explain this, the strategy with the really short gap between books in the beginning and then slowly lengthening it out? I can. And this um, conversation goes back to Matt Heron, who is the one who uh, put that particular video up on 
on the internet. And so what he did one time is after a conversation in March at the Smarter Artists, he went through based on, I think, a discussion we had related to how fast I had put out my first books, which were happenstantial. I did not do that with purpose or any particular design, except I just knew that as a whale reader, I needed to see at least three and preferably more four or more books for me to get interested in the series. And so what he did is he went and researched and he found that Hugh Howie, along with Amazon, put out a series. And he went and calculated how many days, because I think it happened to be a five-part series with the sixth book was the Omnibus. And so he went and figured out that Amazon put them out, you know, book one, seven days later, book two, and then another, I think, seven days or whatever later was book three. And then they started increasing them with this amount of time. Mm -hmm. And as we're sitting there talking back and forth, the uh, assumption that we had is they were trying to balance between getting the books out there and how long would they stay on the bestsellers or new sellers list and trying to keep that as far apart as possible while still making it. And since both of us, our thoughts were Amazon was part of this. They have all the data. We're talking about Q Howie, who was a big person, especially at the time that they were doing it. They, you know, they had to be balancing this. And that was their suggestion without telling us. So that's what became the days for Martha. Awesome. Okay. Uh, Martha, we always close this, uh, th- these sessions with a couple questions, highlights and lowlights. Were there any particular highlights over the course of the last three weeks? The highlight for me was watching it increase and uh, hold. Uh, and because I remember a couple days, there were 21 cents also. And, um, and also watching the wave move through the books to see that um, I at least have really answered the question about is the story holding together? And also, a young man who's in 20 books read the list conspiracy and wrote me the best fan letter because he said, my mom will really like this. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's great. He's going to tell his mother about it. And that does seem to be uh, where the largest body from the Facebook ads, those are the people that are reacting to them the most, mm-hmm. is the middle-aged women. And so that's great uh, to have drawn a lot of women into a thriller series with a strong woman. And also, I'd like to mention the audio will be coming out soon. And I'm really looking forward to that. Um, Jill Smith is the actress, and she is really good. So I'm looking forward to that. And for people who maybe haven't read any of the books yet, they take place in sort of the South, the northern part of the South. And there's a lot of detailed accent work that, that goes into it. So I'm, I'm anxious to hear what Jill does. And I've, I've um, exchanged emails with Jill. She's going to try and join us on, on one of these episodes. And we'll sort of talk through the process that you're in the middle of right now, where she's sending you, I don't know, I, I, clips, me, clips uh, that she's working clips, on right. and things. And, right. and, uh, and, and you're saying and, yes or no on the accents and things like that. And then, then it'll all just take place really fast, and it'll be done. So it'll be sort of interesting to hear the two of you talk through uh, what you went through to make this audiobook happen. And hopefully we'll be able to play a little bit of the audiobook as, as well on that episode. Yeah, that, that will be fun because it's really surprising how much her voice changes from character to character without sounding artificial and really makes thriller scenes come alive. Because, you know, a thriller scene moves really quick, and you want – the reader's heart rate to pick up and be drawn in and not be thinking about 
who's uh, and I think she does a really good job of that. Right. The the the, the truly great narrators create movies in the mi- for the mind yes. for us. Yes, and that's uh, right. so I, yes, I'm very anxious to hear that. Um, low lights was the low light the 21 cent day or was there something else? Well, the low light, the 21 cent day came from the first week. So okay. clearly my expectations were a little high that first week, but uh, <laughs> The low lights would be, you know, that's a great question because really the low lights were really a creation of my own mind where uh, I kept wanting to see it rise faster and further so that I could have things confirmed that this would all be okay. And if I could have let go and recognized, hey, you're actually making money. I think I made a little over $350 last month in Mm -hmm. the first four weeks. If I could have just said, hey, $350 some dollars. I would have had no low lights, but my own, um, I wonder if this will work. I wonder if this will work. Uh, it got in my way a little, but I had um, Michael who would make comments like, I think on that day I made $2 and something. <laughs> and so I would put it down and go away and find something else to do. And eventually what I've really, I've gotten to a place at least for today where I can say, you're having fun. So why don't we let that be enough for now? Okay. Uh, any particular hey, um, marketing things? Can, can that, I, go ahead. I was just going to say, what were your sales before you redid all of this? What, <laughs> what were you looking at daily or monthly? I think daily I would be looking at zero. And um, I had put the books aside because I didn't know really what to do. I didn't know how to gather the data. I didn't know to be using the data. And I was waiting for um, an idea to kind of find me. And I really had a lot of uh, belief that it would find me. And so when I saw uh, Matt Heron's email that said, we're going to have this guy come and talk, he made uh, 40000 in one month. And then I saw it was from fiction. I thought, well, we're going to go find out if this is the idea I've been waiting for. And then when I heard you talk about the algorithms and that there was just so much about what you said that I knew it was repeatable and you weren't trying to sell something. So uh, the idea came along. So you're right. I went from zero to 350 some dollars and now $15 a day and it's only going to get better. So you're absolutely right. For everybody who's sitting out there um, and they're in their first part of it or they've been looking for an idea, um, the best advice I can give you is find a bunch of uh, positive people to cheer you on and just keep going. All right. Uh, let's, let's finish with the, the marketing question. Have you, have you, do you have any plans to do anything different over the course of the next three weeks? Yes. I'm, uh, I will say uh, the obvious that I plan to relax more. <laughs> and, um, but also, um, I am looking at, over the course of the next few weeks in particular, whether it's going to be right more in the series, or um, I've also come up with some ideas for what the next series would be. So that's really the main thing, is to not be so emotionally tied to this, that it's, I have to keep going, but to really take a good, strong look at where do we go next to answer it now? Okay. I'd like to thank uh, the person who sent the question in. If you're out there listening and you've got questions for Martha or Michael, email me, steve at camvenmedia.com, or leave the question as a comment uh, at the AuthorBiz website. We'll have links to everything we've talked about here. Um, thanks for listening. We will be back again in three weeks. Uh, to do this, actually a little little longer than that, 22 days, I guess, uh, to discuss how it 
how everything transpired over the last few weeks. So uh, thanks to both of you for being here. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. And uh, thanks to everybody for listening.